0: Assembling for a swinging wake. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox,
1: and I'm Kyle Skinner,
0: and we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Instagram at mousemadnesspod. Send us an email at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Kyle, uh, we're back. We're back at t- talking attraction effects.
1: Mm, yep, and there's a lot of them. And We had some great discussions last week uh, and we had some great times playing trivia last night. Uh, so thank you to everybody that came to Jerry's Gang Trivia. We had a great crew. It was a lot of fun. Congrats to the winners for second and third place. You guys got some great prizes from Disneyland. Um, we can't wait to see you all again for the winter trivia. Probably going to happen like January, February. So yeah. you got a time. We got some breaks here, Um, but the attractions effects conversation was awesome. Last time uh, it went different than I expected. <laughs> let me tell you uh, somehow, uh, A bubble effect made it on, but we'll talk about it further with our returning guest host, uh, Nicola. Nicola, welcome back.
2: Thanks for having me again.
1: Oh, yeah. Even though you passed the bubbles on, I almost I thought about not texting you back, not bringing you back for part two. But here you are. Um, All right. Let's dive in because I want to know a little bit more. You have a family member that works at Disneyland, is an engineer on a lot of these attractions. You were telling us off air works a lot with Fantasyland. Rides, But you had also told us that they were very involved with kind of the inner workings of Indiana Jones. I'd love to just hear like any fun stories or tidbits that you heard over the years just from his experiences working at Disneyland.
2: Yeah, I think one of my favorite things is Disneyland does a really good job of even... The cast members who aren't in character, they make them in character. Mm. If I go to my uncle's house, he has a jacket that's specifically for him while he was working on Indy that is like an authentic Indiana Jones. I was like, if that's not in your will <laughs> to give to me, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, like, then just end, might- end
1: relations now. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> hear about it.
2: When he works on Space Mountain, he, when they were, like, doing the new, I think well, I think it was 2015 when they were re-upping it, he had a full-on, like, space suit that he would have to wear to look like he was in character while he was around the ride. Oh, my god! With Indy, same with Nemo. Like, they do such a good job of, like, dressing him up. Um, Now he is in his normal work gear, so it's really fun. I have ran into him at Disneyland multiple times on accident. (laughs) Like he knows I'm in the park. And I just know what door he's at. I know like where he's gonna come out. That's like not a door for like outside of cast members. And like I just wait by it and I'm like he's gonna come out (laughs) anytime. It's around lunchtime and I run into him. Um so that's really fun. Um and I think it just enhanced my Disney adulthood, my Mm. love for Disney, just having some fun facts and he keeps a lot secret and when he tells them I'm like can't say anything um, <laughs> sure. but I feel like I get some of the inside stuff like I don't know a lot of people know this but he does have hidden Mickey ears in Indiana Jones not oh. a lot of people know that they're there mm-hmm. but if you turn mm-hmm. a certain ray right when that skeleton hit you can see them so and like the two people in the world that know that is, are me and my sister outside of my uncle so sure. I'm like, other people <laughs> you know so there's just some fun things, and it's really good. I again, it. it. just enhances my Disney love and everything about Disneyland.
1: All right. Well, when he retires, Mouse Madness has the embargo on conversations with the former ride engineer. He's coming on. <laughs> we're going to dive into all the secrets, all the things that you couldn't tell us, and we're going to have a conversation about it, all right? When that retirement hits, we're the first ones you're going to call.
2: Absolutely. You're the first one.
1: <laughs> all right, Chris. Part two, ready to rock and roll. We need a spoonful of sugar. I know you are getting ready. We're closing in, baby. Almost Ugh. a month out of this Ugh. Disney World trip. Uh, what are you drinking over there?
0: Uh, I'm drinking some water out of my Club 33 uh-uh. um, mm. mug. I know we um, talked a lot about pirates and mansion last episodes. So I was feeling a little bit New Orleansy, okay. so um, I mean, it's water's not exciting, but Club 33. You know, got to flex when I can. <laughs> uh, what about you? I
1: bring that mug to, with me to work pretty frequently whenever I'm in the office, which is like twice a week. And every single time I feel slightly better than everybody else. <laughs> and then they don't even know what it is, right? Like no one knows what this 33 on my mug is. But I sit at my desk and I'm like, I am elite in this office room right now. Um, I'm drinking a beer. I'm having an IPA called Everyday Enjoyment. It's from Pizza Port out of Carlsbad. Uh, It was a six pack at Trader Joe's and it was discounted. So I snagged it. It's a fine IPA. It's a little bit juicier than I expected, but I'm also not mad at it. Uh, And the name Everyday Enjoyment is kind of what I get out of these attraction effects. This is something that when I arrive, every single time I'm on it, I get that enjoyment out of it. It's what keeps me coming back every single time. And so I hope that these effects last the test of time that I can have that everyday enjoyment every single time I attend these parks. Nicola, what do you have over there?
2: I'm really craving, and this is something that I'll crave even at like 10 PM at night. And I wish I could Make it at home at this very moment. Although I am drinking wine, but okay. <laughs> I would love a black calf from Docking Bay right now. What with is the that? Pebbles? Have you not had the black calf?
0: I no. see it. I seen it, but I'm, I don't like okay. it.
2: It's right next to Ronto Roasters. It's in the Docking Bay. Um, document seven, I believe I'm like pulling it up right now. Cause I want to mobile order it on my app.
1: <laughs> I'm going to mo- hop oh on. My the God. I'm going to go pick it. Up.
2: <laughs> it's not, it's not loading, but it is basically cold brew with a foam. They have multiple different phones through, like they change up the foam based on like a holiday. And then they put cocoa pebbles on the top. What? And it is like your energizer red bull that you need at any point in the day. and, Again, back to my TikTok influencers, I believe they have an alcoholic version coming out for the holidays. Boom, drop it. I wish I had that instead of wine right now.
1: We are just first on the case. Mice Chat who? We're the <laughs> ones that are talking about the, the newest alcoholic drinks in Disneyland. Dusty who? Yeah, Dusty who? Uh, that does sound delicious. I am a coffee boy myself, so I think I'm going to have to try that next time I'm, uh, I'm at the parks. All right, Chris. Still a little recap. How'd we get here? What journey did we just go on? Demographic that helped choose this bracket of attraction effects were folks that were dining at the new Tiana's place in Disneyland, having some gumbo, having some beignets, getting asked questions by our annoying interns. They gave us some great answers. We broke them down last time. We ended up in Elite Eight. Uh, it looked like this it was the Indiana Jones Boulder. Uh, that's going to be taking on the number nine seed Snow White's Witch Transformation. The 13 seed Indiana Jones Bridge is going to be taking on the number five Matterhorn Yetis. The number 15 Nemo's Hotbox Submarine Bubbles are going to be taking on the number seven Eyes of Mara from Indiana Jones. The number 14, the Rise of the Resistance Escape Pod Drop is taking on the number six Singing Busts. Uh, So I'm going to start us off here with the number one Indiana Jones boulder taking on the witch transformation. And the boulder effect, as you had brought up last time, has some trouble. Indiana Jones as as a whole has some trouble. Uh, It's one of those rise of the resistant types where uh, if an, an effect goes down, it can really change the enjoyment of the rest of the attraction. Oftentimes it'll put it down. As Nicola brought up last time. A lot of that is because we just can't buckle our seatbelts fast enough. Uh, We can't follow directions because we are dumb humans and we are self-centered and thinking that time is our time. Nope, it's everybody's time. You better get into that attraction vehicle because it's moving. So some of the effects don't work or sometimes they're not timed up. The boulder effect is incredible when it does work. I think that in my many years of going to the parks, and granted, I only go on indie like once in a trip, usually a two day trip, I'll go on it once. I can only say that maybe one time the boulder hasn't worked for me uh, that I remember or recognize. So it's really a fun, enjoyable part for me because it's something that I look forward to every single time. And what's interesting about this is that you arrive to the boulder and your car stops. Indy is talking to you like, you better get out of here. You can feel your car like shake and back up as if it's, the, it's backing up to go down a different route. I learned that that's not happening at all. What is happening is that the walls around you are shifting past you at the same time that the boulder is coming towards you. So your spin rate effect thing last time, Chris, where they're making it look like it's rolling a little bit better, it definitely is. They've slowed it down to match the speed of the walls better. And your car shakes and like tilts as if you're going backwards, but really it's just the room moving around you and you just dip down under the boulder. Incredible use of space, incredible use of time, so that you don't have to rely on the on the car moving backwards and then back down, and just a feat of engineering. The entire attraction's a feat of engineering, but to end the attraction in that way where they're just flexing technology on this. They're just putting all of the best effects. They're giving us something that is recognizable in the rolling boulder from Indiana Jones. It is just a great climactic effect that is a, a similar feeling to like a, damn, how'd they do that? As to when we got off Roger Rabbit. <laughs> how'd Roger put that, that, oh, that, that hole on the wall? How'd I just end up here? How did I just survive that boulder? Well, the one annoying thing, and this has nothing to do with the effect, the one annoying thing about the boulder sequence when you get through it is that now the boulder has crashed and you drive past it with Indy like next to it how did the boulder end up there the boulder was just behind us why is it now in front of us again continuity people Mm -hmm. just me um (laughs) it's literally just me um but it's overall incredible uh, the use of lighting as well really helps that, right? Like strobe light anything it's going to be a little bit scarier. <laughs> Things are going to look like it's going to move a little bit faster. And you're right, Chris. This is a a this is a clench. This is a pucker up. This is a sit there and think about what could happen to you. And I like that a lot. Placement and timing of the effects, of these effects are really going to start coming into play for me. And this being at the end where you've Encountered all that you can encounter. You're home free, but suddenly you have to sit there and think: Am I actually going to make it through this? It's an amazing part of this attraction. And it's a great part of the ride when it works. Up against the Snow White witch transformation, which I can assume always works. <laughs> Can't say that I've encountered this attraction when it's not working. And yeah, if it's, not it's working, like she
0: spins around and she's not transformed. She's just a regular <laughs> queen, and you're like, wait, huh? It didn't work. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> The mirror is like off. And so it's just a headless figure in the in the reflection. You're like, wait a minute. What are we, what is this? Yeah, it, I mean, it's uh, it's incredibly simple, incredibly effective. It's what you expect out of a fantasy land attraction effect. Something that you're like, I could probably build that if I wanted to. But also, I wouldn't make it as believable as it is because it the, it's the precision of that that timing is the precision of the, the faux reflection and where it lines up so that we can see it from our vehicle. And it's just quick enough that it's like you can't study it for very long. You come around that bend and she's talking and all of a sudden she spins on you. It's like you can't even figure out how it's done uh, unless you're watching it on YouTube over and over again in preparation for our podcast and which you're going to be talking about it for three hours. So... I think that it's one that is definitely most memorable uh, or it's more memorable than a lot of effects. It's one that sticks with me. It survived the refurb of Snow White. So you know that people like it. You know that Disney likes it because it probably doesn't take much to keep it up and running. And and I I like it a lot. But I think I'm going to go with the Indie Boulder here again. Hmm. I think that there's just a lot that it flexes. I think that it works more often than it doesn't. And that's personal experience. That's anecdotal. Uh, and. And when it does work in its perfection, it is amazing. And it's not like the canons where they've just given up on it. It's something that they're going to always try and bring back because it's an integral part of the attraction and it's going to be there until Chris, uh, his petitions get enough signatures and they rip out the attraction altogether. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the number one seed boulder here.
0: Um, yeah, if, if you're someone who like has been to Disney enough... And you don't mind sort of like throwing away uh the boulder effect and your experience of it. Some and you know, obviously I'm not uh advocating for anyone to do anything that's unsafe on a Disney attraction. Uh-oh. Um, but if you happen to be in the back row of a Jeep, uh, go ahead and turn around uh <laughs> and, and and sort of like experience the the scene. Looking backwards, obviously you're not going to see very much, but you will be able to see that mechanic that you're talking about, Kyle, where it's like the room moving instead of you, the vehicle moving. Um, and you know, obviously, like you see it once, you don't you don't need to see it again. Like you get it, but it's but it's pretty cool, and I love that. You know, so much so much of the history of Disneyland Park is is the way that people figure these things out. And, and I think that being able to sort of like break down this illusion, this effect, uh, I think it's cool for Mm. when it, when it comes to the boulder. I like that. I, a side note. Um, cannot wait till we go to Animal Kingdom and we ride the dinosaur attraction. <laughs> yeah, which is the same ride layout as Indiana Jones. The jeeps are programmed a little bit differently, mm. but I, I cannot wait for you to sort of go through that track and be like, "Oh, that was that was where the snake was," but there was definitely <laughs> yeah. just nothing there. Cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait. Uh, so, um. The, I mean, yeah, I, I really, on the one hand, like the, the boulder is, you know, everything the Imagineers are, are capable of, you know, operating right. at, at their finest. Whereas something I really appreciate about the Snow White, wish transformation is, is this feels like, you know, old school, like this feels like Imagineering mm. at its core, like using simple perspective tricks, uh, to to get your brain to think something that's actually not happening. And like, that is so essential to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and without those kinds of things, we wouldn't be where we are today. I I I like that the witch is sort of like a, it's sort of like an alley-oop and then a slam dunk. Like where you have the mirror, the mirror is like the setup, it's the diversion and the boom. They yeah. hit you with the, they hit you with the LeBron dunk yeah. <laughs> on the, you know, when the witch the turns around. are
1: running away, like Dwayne Wade with their arms out and the- right. The witch yeah, is dunking yeah. on us.
0: Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the, this effect doesn't work if the mirror thing doesn't. Like if she's just standing in the corner of the room reading a book, like it's not the same. And so, yeah. you know, the, and, and that has to do with like the hand gesture as well. Like when, when the, the queen's got in there, she's like, magic mirror. Like she's doing some magic. And I will say this there's the one thing I don't really like about it is like yes, the witch turns around, the face changes, is scary, but her like posture and like hand position feels very unnatural. She yeah. she looks like she's like a DJ dropping a beat. <laughs> like we need to put the the evil witch at Coachella just like
1: it's dropping also, beats.
0: They also give her if if that's where
1: her hands are. Her head is like in between her shoulder blades. So like the hunchback that she must have is so extreme because her hands are up there and her head is where her chest should be when she turns around. It's a very funny thing. Nothing. Quasi. (laughs) No, not at all
0: um so yeah it's a little bit goofy but again like you know this is an effect that is an opening day situation i think i don't know i assume this was in the first version of the ride maybe it wasn't maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but it's uh you know rooted in this old school sort of like you know using angles to, Mm -hmm. to accomplish something so i'm really torn because like i think when this boulder works i mean there's there's no better effect full stop and in not to mention, it's the one that people really remember. If you mm. are someone who's been on Indiana Jones ever, one time, a hundred times, 25 years ago, last week, you will remember the Boulder Effect. It has it has the ability to leave an impression on writers that really very few effects have the ability to do. Yeah, The Snow White Witch Transformation is one that like you could very much like forget about it and then not ride it for a few years. And then how about you are like, Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that, that scary thing actually happened. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the witch though. I think I'm going to go with the witch just because of that element of like, this is dis. this is the essence of Disney. I, I think, I don't think you can go wrong with either one, but it's like, you know, it's like going with sleeping beauty over frozen. They're both great, but they're great in different ways. Sure. Uh, so I mean, this is a finals level matchup. Which so I'm really I'm just punting to Nicola.
2: <laughs> Hunt away, Making <laughs> my job real hard here. I will say Snow White's transformation is like the base and the foundation of effects at Disneyland. Like that is the OG ride. It's in been in Fantasyland. It's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, backstory on the Boulder. Inside scoop. There's a lot that went into this part of the ride. And it the imagineers first thought that the boulder should go completely over your head. That was the ride. That's what was going to happen.
1: Crush me. Crush me. <laughs> Kill me on indie.
2: Exactly. They were trying so hard. And the people who build the ride, including my family member, was like, this is not going to happen. Like, we cannot do this. And so the Imagineers went back to the drawing board, literally went back to the drawing board to see what they could do to make that effect feel like that boulder was still going over. Hmm. If you look back, you can, and you're in the back row, the floor has shifted down. The boulder's not behind you. The boulder does not move, but it feels like it's moving towards you. Hmm. Like it's spinning, but it's not going front or back. Hmm. But if you have the strobe lights doing it, spinning you've got the shake of the car you have something else making you go underneath it that's an effect and you're never going to forget that boulder when you ride that ride and eh, if you go in snow white that might not be the biggest effect spinning witch but you know that effect on the boulder indiana jones and everything that they tried to do with it prior just makes the boulder that much more valuable to an effect and to the whole ride so indy's moving forward for me it deserves that number one spot
0: the next matchup is going to be the number 13 seed the indiana jones collapsing bridge versus the number five matterhorn yetis uh this is is another kind of tricky one i mean i pretty much laid down everything i really have to say about the bridge in in the last matchup Uh, it works which i appreciate uh, it it feels effective, which I appreciate. Maybe the one thing I didn't mention is just how the bridge uh, is an important set piece to, like, the room as a whole. I mean, you, oh. you see this thing before you go on it. Yeah. Uh, it, the very first thing that happens when you sort of, like, avoid the gates of doom that Indy is, you know, so generously... <laughs> holding off for you <laughs> you swing and you see the big sort of chamber and the music swells and you see a car going across the bridge if everything's tied up right so like it's just like a little foreshadowing it's like guess what you're going to go over this thing as well and it's it's a bridge like it's a real bridge there's no you know little fake supports underneath it like it's it, it is what it's it a bridge. is yeah yeah And so um, I think I believe there's like even a little bit of a curve to it. So it it definitely has sort of like an appearance to it that makes it look like it could indeed collapse uh, if something went horribly wrong. So uh, you get two perspectives on this thing, which is which is also, you know, really, really unique. The the Yetis. Uh, I I think I've I've mentioned this on the pod before, but uh, recently had my mom find him. Uh, this is oh, this there he is, is. This is Bill. This oh is my, my gosh. Uh, Yeti stuffed animal that <laughs> I slept with for probably like, dude, probably like thirteen years. I can't believe we got Bill in the uh, pod. We got him. him. He's out here, uh, and his his. Um, arms are up in permanent scary position <laughs> uh, he's got yeti face he's obviously very matted fur from many many cuddle, many cuddle yeah. nights yeah. Um, but he he lives uh, oh he's my on the gosh pod. yeah isn't that great that's incredible we'll have to post a pic of him uh, on some of our social medias for those that yes. don't get video episodes but uh, 1998 is, oh is when gosh. I acquired this guy so he's
2: 25 years
0: old Oh my I God. feel
2: How? honored. Like, yeah. I feel so yeah. honored to be here in the presence of Bill, the oh, Yeti. Bill,
0: Bill the Yeti. Him. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they don't make merch like this anymore. You know, no, like they you, you can't just grab like a stuffed. Jungle Cruise Hippo, like you can't just grab stuff like that. Uh, they don't make them like they used to. Um, <laughs> if anyone else out there finds a Bill, like like Holler. I think they've done other versions of him, but mm. I think this is the best one because it, it feels um, super accurate scale-wise.
1: Yeah, it's not like the big head with the bulging eyes, like the cu- yeah. cute yeti this is like the real yeti
0: it looks exactly like the original version of the animatronic.
1: right i love bill i can't
0: can't believe we got bill on the podcast we got our boy billy um so yetis uh yeah,
1: it, <laughs> Yeti's. Let's talk about Let's
0: that. talk about you. No, it, <laughs> I I like something Nicola mentioned in the last episode that 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 you you hear these things uh before you really see them. And and you don't even have to be on the attraction to kind of hear the yeti roars coming uh from the mountain. So it's kind of like hard to know where this effect ends and where it begins. Like ultimately the yeti is an animatronic but the effect that is the Yeti is, is so hard to sort of like pin down. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that because part of the Matterhorn and it's lore is that like, you don't know what's inside you. You, you go in and scary stuff's going to happen. Um, I I mentioned last week that I really like the, the way that he's, uh deceptively close to your ride vehicle. Yeah. Every time you see him in the flesh, you aren't really exactly sure how close he's going to get to you, um, which is nice. <sighs> I, d- I just feel like I'm dancing around it. I think he's an animatronic more than he is an effect. Uh, and I think the collapsing bridge is a real effect. So I think I'm gonna go with Indiana Jones. But I love you, Bill. You are my <laughs> you are my little buddy.
1: The issue that I currently have with the bridge is that it wasn't until recent years that I realized that the bridge was supposed to feel like it's buckling. Because when you're going on it, your car stalls, right? And your car stalls and, it's, and you're trying to start it back up and finally you start going and you go. But I always imagine that them trying to start the car again is the car kind of like bumping and going and it's not the buckling of the bridge mm. so it wasn't until you know me becoming disney adult that i'm learning more about these attractions and the storylines and what's supposed to be happening that the bridge is supposed to be kind of collapsing under me or this rope bridge is you know the, the strands are snapping around me you're in the the most part of this attraction so it is chaotic there are things happening all around you, effects happening all around you. You have a car that's about to drive into you. You have flames around there. You have the, the massive sculpture of Mara shooting laser beams out of, the, out of its eye in the form of light. Yeah. So there's a lot to try and take in. And the last thing that I'm thinking about is the bridge buckling. I'm thinking of, let's get this car started and go right now. And that's what I really associate with this. I get your argument of like the Yeti effect. It's just an animatronic. But like what I'm really leaning on is that that hill climb Yeti. That is the effect for me that like take out the audio from the rest of the attraction. You can even remove the Yetis from the rest of the attraction. You are climbing up that dark, dark hill and you are peering into pieces of ice in the in the mountainside. And on the other side of these pieces of ice is this. Yeti figure that you can't quite make out, but what you can see are its glowing red eyes. And it is roaring so loud that it is reverberating against the walls of the cavern you're in, and it then takes off up the hill. That is a clench moment. That is a pucker up moment. That is a moment that you you've been on this in this bobsled for 45 seconds, and suddenly the story has begun. And it's begun in a way that you don't know which, which way this Yeti's going to show up. Every time I go on this attraction, I'm probably, you know, split in the different tracks 50-50. You have a different order of operations when you do that. I never remember what is what. The Yeti still surprises me every single time. And it's probably because I'm a little bit on edge from encountering that Yeti coming up that hill. I love the Yeti effect. That is like a, an effect that they did it in such a simple way. It reminds me a lot of like the witch turn. Like all you gotta do is create these little screens and make a yeti run up. But even better, put those screens behind a block of ice, and make it even a little bit more mysterious. We can't tell how big he is. We don't really know what he looks like, and you don't know until you get there. That's a great effect. I'm moving the Matterhorn yetis along, uh, which means that Nicola, you're bringing a tie. I'm gonna make
2: this one easy. I'm going with the Yetis. The sound, the eyes behind, the eyes the turn the corner and the animatronic is there. And the one I have yet to mention is the original Yeti is across the way at DCA on Guardians of the Galaxy and the effect continues across the lines. Like hey. what ride effect does that? No ride is in both <laughs> parks or has yeah. its stamp in both parks like that the Yetis win for
1: me. Can we talk about that original Yeti? And like, if this would even be a conversation on this bracket, <laughs> <laughs> that original Yeti looked like Bill. Bill is accurate because that Yeti had its arms up and just kind of like roared as you went by. <laughs> yeah, That's what he looked like. They even were like, okay, we, <laughs> he, Bill is so iconic that let's go ahead and make him uh, a plush with his hands up. Cause that's just all it was. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a crazy thought. I don't know in this era of expansion that Matterhorn survives. Do they not update with the Yeti? Middle of the park, a ton of real estate, outside of it being like a a first steel tubular roller coaster. It hurts a lot. And if you don't have those Yetis, do people go on it as much?
0: Well? Yeah, I... I, I like, I think about this a lot. I'm not sure that the the Yetis and the Matterhorn are gonna survive much longer.
2: Disagree.
1: In- <laughs> disagree. Knowledge is not
2: even inside knowledge. I just think the Matterhorn is the central part and will always be the central part of Disneyland, regardless uh- if the bobsled clenches for the wrong reason. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, I mean... And so much is utilized with that mountain. Hmm. Tinkerbell flying over, Buzz Lightyear flying over, Mm. all of that stuff is centralized from that mountain. So it is very, very unlikely for it to move because they won't be able to make other magic happen without it. Whoa, I got deep there.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a great point. And we, we got time. I wonder if when when they ultimately do, because Chris, I think I agree partially with you, that thing's not going to survive for the rest of our lives. But so when they do choose to do something with that area of the park, with that height of that structure, do they completely gut? And change what it is. Do they reimagine what the mountain is? Kind of like a Tower of Terror situation, where they keep the structure but completely change what it is. Um, in which case, RIP Yetis, because I think that, nicola you are so correct. That having that central point next to the castle, which is Baby Castle, they need something higher to like be a a, a massive icon of Disneyland when all of the other castle parks have massive castles. What do they do with it? And I'm interested in seeing what people come up with because eventually it will happen.
2: I say they redo the coaster. I think they're going to redo the whole coaster inside. Still be in the Matterhorn, but (laughs) the coaster update.
0: The issue is that the clearances inside uh, the structure are not big enough for modern uh, safety standards. So they say that if they were to do anything to the coaster track or the structure of the mountain, it would need to be about four times as wide as it currently is. So it would Mm. be something that would be like, we're filling in the lagoon, RIP Nemo's Hotbox Adventure, and we're making like a proper new giant Matterhorn. which I'm Not okay Tinkerbell's.
2: I'm okay with that. Ex, not Tinkerbell's excursion or Tinkerbell who <laughs> sometimes is there and it might be a friend hey. instead.
0: Hey, I'm into it.
1: I like Tink. Goodbye, uh, Tomorrowland. Welcome to Tronland. The entire area is just the Tron coaster. That's it. Welcome to New Disneyland. All right, let's move on. Here we go. Number 15, Nemo's Bubbles. <laughs> Bubble effect of the, the submarine diving on down is taking on the number seven Eye of Mara effect. And like I'm gonna go with Indy here. I don't think that the bubbles belong on this on this matchup. They should have gone down to the burning town and pirates last time. Uh but like I will give the bubbles a little bit of credit here. Submarine ride terrified me when I was a kid. We talked about this already. Terrified me as a kid. Partially because that bubble effect when you are six years old is crazy. You are trapped in a tube. Down, down, down is being said. Bubbles appear, and suddenly you're not looking at the side of a concrete wall with like some starfish on it and stuff. You're looking out into the lagoon. And so that's really effective. But if you're over the age of six, you can see the top of the water. Eight-year-olds will turn around and tell their parents, we didn't go anywhere. I can see the top of the water. Especially if there's ducks in this lagoon. If there are living creatures in this lagoon, you are seeing those little feet paddling right by you. That's not a submarine. You're just on a on a boat that has a bottom that looks down under the water. Like this. It's, it's a simple effect. It is one that lends its hand to storytelling, but it definitely depends on the viewer being dumb or being six years old. And I'm <laughs> neither of those things. What I am is a connoisseur of Indiana Jones effects, and the Eye of Mara effect is very fun. It's very fun to see what one you get. And I think that they do it well. Uh, I think that Nicola brought this up last time. She was like, you know, I was told not to look into the eye, so I'm not looking around. And all of a sudden, the eyes are, are smoking, and now here I am. That I love that about it. It is doing everything that it can to make you look at the idol across the room so that the story can continue, so that in your mind, you are the one that triggered these events. Someone in your car must have looked. It was me because I looked and I saw the smoke. I looked around the room. I saw the riches. I wanted it. I've triggered this event, taking a car of fourteen people and making each one of them figure feel like this is an individualized experience is a very well done effect. I'm going. Eye of Mara. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I know you just kind of said like you, the you you do the bubbles don't work on you because you're not stupid. Well, I am stupid, so the, <laughs> the bubbles do work on me. Um, I think I'm going to. Uh, I think I I'm gonna swear. agree with you. I'm gonna agree with yeah, you. I'm gonna on. agree with you. I'm <laughs> gonna agree with you and do and do Mara. I do prefer the old version better, but I really I know we're not talking about like the character of Mara, but the way that he is or they are presented in the attraction, the the magnificence, the size, the intimidation the audio track it's all one kind of big experience and i just i like starting the ride in this way obviously diving down submarine bubbles is great too Uh, but i think i think indiana jones without mara is an entirely different experience and one that is not as fun finding nemo submarine voyage without the bubbles I would be a little sad to see him go, but for the most part, I think my enjoyment of the attraction would be pretty, pretty much the same. Uh, so I'm going to agree with you and move the Eye of Mara on. Nicole, Nicola, I'm sorry. The bubbles are going home. D- do you think you would have gone with the upset if I went with the bubbles?
2: I w- was trying to do the My Bubbles like, <laughs> interpretation from the movie. Um, I love the Nemo Bubbles. However, I'm going to agree with Kyle I said it. He mentioned it again. It does set up the ride. And I guess for the longest time, I tried to never look as a kid because I didn't want to be the one looking. Um, and now that I actually look, because I know what, regardless, I'm going to enter the room and it's going to happen. <laughs> I do get to see some of those effects and it does start off the ride. Um, I am sad to see the Nemo bubbles go, but I am glad they made it to the next round because they deserve it over the the wood burning.
1: All right, all right. No more slander (laughs) of my room. Let's keep going.
2: All right,
0: it's the final round of eight matchup. It's the number 14 seed, the Rise of the Resistance drop track versus the number six seed, the Haunted Mansion singing bus. Another tough one. Another really, really tough one. Very Uh, tough one. I I like I love the Haunted Mansion, so I'm always going to be biased towards it Um, as an effect. You mentioned it last week, Kyle, like I appreciate the way in which it has sort of stayed the same over the years, just polished ever so slightly. But it's really the same same dudes singing that song. Yeah. Uh, One of them tipped over. <laughs> yeah. there's, you know, for, for, um, being such an old attraction that you, there are no seams, you know, like the, um, the haunted mansion graveyard has that scrim over it. So like mm-hmm. the, the sort of etherealness of those ghosts, you can kind of see the seams, the, uh, Madam Leota before they gave her a little update, like you could always see like a little projection flicker reflected back um, at her, obviously the ballroom, um, the glass thing, you know, it's necessary, but at the same time I could see someone be like, why is there, like, why is there a piece of glass? Like (laughs) in between us, like what homes do you know where there's giant windows on the inside? Um, but the singing bus, like it's, it's pretty straight up. Like you obviously know that they're, you know, being projected in some way, but you know you're not really sure where or how and it's just really clean looking and and i really appreciate that who uh the rise drop you mentioned it last week kyle such a good grand finale moment for for rise of resistance and it's another one that honestly if you turn around while it's happening uh you will see like the exposed elevator wall <laughs> going up and yes you do uh, it, it's another one of those things where like if I reach out and touch that I would probably get very very injured um, so yeah it's basically an elevator and they but they you know there's little pistons nice. that keep it going up and down so it's pretty simple but very very effective and very fun as well Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the singing busts uh, I like the spirit of them I think the rise drop track is is an, an effect in that something happens, but I don't think it's necessarily one of those things where you're like, well, how'd they do that? It was just like, well, that was really unexpected.
1: I'm going rise track because I do think it's a how did that happen? Like I said last time, you're in a free moving vehicle that enters an escape pod and suddenly you're falling and it feels like that entire room is moving with you because it is because it's a motion simulator. And how are they doing that? Oh, it's an elevator. You don't know that when you're on it, you can look it up and find out afterwards. You can look into how these rides are built, but when you're in it, it feels like you're in an escape pod. The rise of the resistance is one of the greatest examples of personal immersion. Like you you know that you're in Anaheim, California, but for all you know, after spending 15 minutes, if you've gotten a virtual lightning lane or whatever, 15 minutes in the queue, you've been transported from the ground up into a up into space. You've been taken onto a star destroyer, and now you're in space, traveling around this massive ship. And suddenly, you're dropping out of it and going away. You, we are all Nicholas grandma in that moment. We are all just freaking out that we've just been dropped out of space into nothing. And how did they do that? It's the best. It's, it's the Disney way. It's them combining technologies. It's them taking existing technologies. It's not often that they create some of this stuff. Oftentimes, they're adopting it. And this is one of them. Motion simulator onto an elevator, make it all move all at once in different directions. You're going to feel like you're falling out into space. The singing busts were revolutionary for their time. And so is the rise drop. And I think that is Disney. Disney is forever trying to find new ways to tell the story, make us believe that we're part of the story. We're experiencing that story. And there's no better way than that rise drop. I see you singing busts. You've held up. You're an incredible effect. You still work. But we got. if we're crowning the best Disneyland effect, we've got to move on. We've got to continue to progress. And the rise drop is one of those. So I'm going number 14. Nicola, welcome back. Another tie break.
2: Oh, my God. I thought the OG Roger Rabbit and Snow White was going to be the hardest one. <laughs> but this is definitely the hardest one. I love the singing bus like you mentioned it's changed it's kept up it is part of the ride you go you know you're gonna see them they sing the song you laugh you're like this is amazing first time seeing it 200th time seeing it which is probably on my count at this point (laughs) sure but the rise drop is incredible And I thought the bus would go further, but coming up against Rise and dropping, although you can hear the click and you know something's going to happen, looking at the screen and then feeling the effect of being in an escape pod as an effect is out of this world and it cannot compete against the bus at this point. So Rise, drop it is with Nona, 87
1: years old on the ride. All right. Here we are. Final four, the boulder versus the Yetis. And I think this is where I'm going to start talking about if an effect is effective by when it works. Right? Final four. I think that's the time to talk about it. Chris has said that he's encountered the boulder multiple times where it's not working. You show up, the thing is not rolling. Uh, you got a lot of lights flashing, and that's kind of an anticlimactic climax to your journey on Indiana Jones. And you're going to remember that. You remembered it. You brought it here on the podcast. Like these effects, in my mind, the the Disney effects are the ones that work the most of the time and the most effectively when they do work. And like the Yeti works, man. And especially that, that hill climb. It is that simple use of technology in a different way. Let's use screens, but disguise them. I wish they did a little bit more of that. Let's use screens and, and immerse them in the environment a little bit more than maybe like a cutout border, right? Let's put the thing behind something. Let's, let's dress it up. Let's make it look like it's not the screen. Uh, and the Yeti one is perfect for that. You have the ice that encapsulates it. And so you have the Yeti rolling up the mountain, running up beside, beside you, sets the tone for the rest of it. Then you encounter the other animatronics, which are, in a sense, effects. They're swinging at you. They're, they're moving very fluidly. It's incredible. The boulder, ha- half the excitement now, I can imagine if you're somebody like, like a Chris, like a Nicola, like somebody that goes to, to Disneyland more times than others and rides indie more than once when you're there. Is the boulder going to work this time? That's the question you're rolling up to it. Is it going to work this time? If it does, yay, the effect worked that time, but you don't want to think about it as the effect worked that time. You want to just be immersed in the experience. And if it doesn't work, then you've been taken out. And that's a big, that's a big no, no, you don't want that. So by that, grading scale by that rubric I'm going to move the Yeti on to the finals I'm going to say that it is better than the boulder because it's more reliable it adds to the story and it has transformed what we know as this Disneyland OG 1959 attraction into something that we can see lasting for another number of years until something else comes along so I'm going to go Yetis
0: Uh, I have a question for Nicola Uh, do you have any information on a what the boulder might be made out
2: of, or
0: b <laughs> how heavy the boulder is actually
2: I don't not a question i asked
0: i i like I could see it being basically like an inflatable beach ball oh. <laughs> that has like a that has like a paint textured paint sort of like on it yeah, ooh. Like if it came off. My
2: mind, my mind went to, you know, you used to do the, put the balloon and then you would wrap the paper and make it like ceramic. That's kind of where my mind went.
0: That's exactly what it
1: is. (laughs) My mind went to, I'm sure that all of us in this triangle here were in some sort of extracurricular in high school. It reminds me of making like a homecoming float using chicken wire and then like covering it in paper, in butcher paper. That's what I imagine this boulder hmm. being just a big w- ball of uh, chicken wire covered in something because it just needs to be yeah. textured. Sure. Who cares?
0: Yeah. Uh, I like that is one thing I always wonder is like we look at it and we're like, oh my God, this is like a thousand pound boulder that if it lands on us, we are all dead. <laughs> uh, but like if it did, could it like, would it just like boop? just kind of like boop, bounce off our heads. <laughs> or we'd be
1: <laughs> like, oh. crushed into the middle of it, just it, like, like it's hollow.
0: Yeah, it's like a squeaky, <laughs> makes a squeaky toy sound uh, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah or it just, it, it's so fragile that it just like pff, disintegrates uh, on you- contact. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean, I had the, Ma- the Matterhorn Yetis going home in the last matchup They had against the collapsing bridge just because I feel um, like the effects a little bit too nebulous for me. Uh, And I think I'm going to stick with the boulder. I I think like, yes, it doesn't work a lot, but it's it's really a great punctuation mark on the attraction. Um, and it is it is very iconic. I will I will say that as well. So finish your drinks for the i word in, in <laughs> the round of four, which means Nicola is gonna get to tie break here. Man, we are putting that you point, through geez. it this bracket.
2: Yes, I feel like all of the matchups that I've had to tie break have been pretty hard. I'm gonna go with my gut, although the Matterhorn effects stretches multiple parks. I'm going to go with Indy and the boulder moving to the final round. It is the number one seed. It deserves it to be there, but there's nothing else like it in the park. Nothing is supposed Mm. to mind trick you that much until that boulder. So Indiana Jones boulder coming right at you, but really not. because (sighs) The effects are so good. (laughs) Moving on
0: all right so so what will meet the boulder in the finals uh is it the eye of mara or is it the drop track i think i'm gonna go with the drop track uh i i think it's a little bit more um punchy of an effect mm. you know it, it it happens uh it's it's there and it's gone very very effective uh the I like danger. I like when effects make me feel like I am in danger and and this this drop track does that. It's nice.
1: I want to give a moment to the Kylo Ren lightsaber effect Mm. because that's something that we haven't talked about yet and it's one that I think really impressed me upon first and only ride of Rise of the Resistance. As you're evading Kylo throughout this entire attraction, basically, you enter a room, doors close, and Kylo is seen walking up to the doors before they close. And suddenly he's on top of this room that you're in and he's able to stab the lightsaber through and it cuts through the ceiling. And when you watch that first time through, it is an incredible effect. Incredible. I think that recently... And from what I've seen, what I've read, it it suffers from that timing thing that Nicola has said, where oftentimes uh, you can see the hole being cut before the lightsaber comes through, because really it's just a rotating panel in the ceiling that has the lightsaber in it. So it looks like he's cutting through the panel, but really the whole panel's moving, revealing like an entire cut in it. But that was one that was so convincing for me when I first wrote it uh, that I, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of the, the drop itself. Where when I get off, I'm like, wow, remember Ray's hologram? Damn, remember the cannons, the ATATs? Do you remember Kylo stabbing through the ceiling? And then do you remember, or even the, the guys that rescued us out of the jail cell uh, stabbing through the thing and, and opening the door for us? Like, There's so many effects on Rise that make it so incredible, such an incredible experience when they're all firing on all cylinders. And luckily for us, the drop is one that always fires on all cylinders. This is one that it's an effect, like I said last time, they've perfected because it's existing technologies that they've made happen. We've all ridden Tower of Terror or Mission Breakout. We've all been on Star Tours. What if we put Star Tours in Tower of Terror? What if we just combine those technologies? It works perfectly because they've been able to do it for the last 40 years. It's awesome. I like it a lot. Uh, I like that they've been able to make it feel like we are falling into space. I like that we are transported off of the ship in that way. Uh, You do feel like you're falling from one experience into the next. And it just just works. So I agree with you, Chris. I'm going to go with the 14 Rise of the resistance drop. I have Mara. Love it. Love experiencing it. Love seeing what room I get. But like I said last episode, you never actually know. Could just be the same room every single time. Uh, If it is the same room, it might not be the most impressive room, which is the future one for me, where you have the stars everywhere. You feel like you're in the galaxy and Mara is cooking up a lightning storm. Uh, And also, Chris, you brought up such a great point uh, a few rounds ago that mara in its current state that like lightning storm has nothing to do with the rest of your your travels like it would be really cool if if the room that you entered mattered to the rest of your experience so you're traveling through this temple and all of a sudden it's all electrified or you're traveling through like space and for the treasure one it's all golden and it's kind of melting down or the the eternal youth one you enter through the temple and it's all wilting flowers. Obviously, they couldn't do that because it'd be one car every like eight minutes. <laughs> but that would be a cool use of that effect. All that's to say, rise drop is moving on, Nicola. Do you think that we've we've got it right here the the indie boulder versus the rise of the resistance drop?
2: I think that's a good final two matchup. I think it's gonna be tough. I want to hear what you guys have to say with these two. I have a feeling it has something to do with rides breaking down, but they both mm. break down. So I'm curious mm. to see like how that plays into the effect. But rise, drop, definitely over the eye of Mara. It's a better effect. It's more effective. It is immersive.
1: And I, you, you nailed it. This finals, the number one Indiana Jones Boulder effect versus the number 14 Rise of the Resistance Escape Pod drop effect does, in my mind, really matter when it comes to how they happen, if they happen, when they happen. And we've said multiple times that the boulder is not super reliable, but there's not a moment in which you're going on this attraction in which the drop doesn't happen. If you're not going on the attraction, it's because of something else. You're either not experiencing the drop or you are experiencing the drop. If you're on the ride, you're going to experience the drop. If you're on the ride for Indiana Jones, you might experience the boulder, but you also might not. You might experience the snake head biting at you, but you also might not. There's a lot of variables with the Indiana Jones. And I feel like the Disney, Disneyland way or what they essentially try to aim for is that repeatable experience in which you're going to be able to have... Every guest is going to be able to have that. Whether it's in a different form, whether it's a different song or different type of effect or whatever, you're going to be able to experience the ride in, in the way it's intended to be. And that drop is that. Uh, I think that like if we're crowning best effects as a whole, you have Rise right there. Like That is the newest thing that they've put the newest technology into. And when the, all of those are firing on all cylinders, it's going to beat out Indiana Jones firing on all cylinders for me. Like, and so when I put up rise against the boulder, these two climatic events, rise happens every single time. It's convincing every single time and it's mind boggling every single time. I'm like, damn, I'm back on earth all of a sudden. That's crazy. And I dropped out while I was doing it and it felt like I was dropping out of a spaceship into space. Number 14, the rise of resistance escape pod drop is crowned for me.
0: Uh, yeah, like I, I understand the argument about the boulder, but there's just something that feels so authentic about about the boulder. There's that um, when people were talking about, you know, the construction of Soren over California, they were like, oh, the an Imagineer had an erector set and they, you know, put it together on a desk. And, you know, it was a toy, basically. And this is how it was going to look like uh, to solve our problem that spirit of ingenuity I feel like exists in this boulder Hmm. and like that is such an important element of what I think of when I think of any Disneyland attraction effect, there's ingenuity, there's, there's some real engineering and there's an element of illusion. There's something that your eye and your brain thinks is happening, but something physically completely different is happening. Yes, this attraction doesn't work all the time, but when it does, it is easily the best Disneyland attraction effect. I am crowning the boulder the winner, which means what better way to end this bracket than Nicola breaking a tie.
2: I thought you guys would have a clear winner. (laughs) This is difficult. You're putting me on the spot. And I've watched multiple of these mouse watched, listened in the car. I think this is a lot of breaking ties here. Um, <laughs> this
1: is. We've put you through the ringer compared to others, for sure.
2: Uh, I'm going to do the same thing that I did for an earlier matchup, and I'm going to go with my gut. The winner is going to have to be Rise Drop. Mm.
1: Talk on it. Why?
2: <laughs> I see Chris's face. I wish everyone <laughs> can see them. The... The ability, okay, boulder drop, when it comes to you, you really feel like the boulder's coming at you. When you're in the rise drop, you're not feeling it. You are becoming it. Hmm. You are in space. You are having this moment of like in an escape pod. And that is why Rise is going to win. It is just, you're not feeling it, you are it as an effect. You are part of the effect. You are like physically feeling the effect, whereas the boulder is an illusion of the effect, which you can also argue that's what effects are, but like to take Disney and taking it a step further and making you part of the effect is out of this world and why Rise Drop is gonna be crowned tonight.
1: I can't wait for every future attraction to just strap on a headset to us and we don't move at all. We just uh, travel through wherever we have to go to. The best Disneyland attraction effect is the Rise of the Resistance escape pod drop effect. And as we do at the end of every bracket, we're going to clap it out. That was fun. That was a bracket that required a lot of tie breaks. I like when they require a lot of tie breaks because it means that we need to have some discussions. And I think that we had plenty of them here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Nicola. I can't wait for your family member to retire because we are going to have them on here. And we're going to ask exactly what that Indiana Jones boulder is made of because that's important info that we need to know. So. Uh, once they
0: retire let us know you got it (laughs) balloon swear um (laughs) all right well y'all know how to reach us if you have fighting words about the results of our best disneyland attraction effect do you hate bubbles do you hate bubbles (laughs) uh do you hate boulders do you hate drop tracks and thrill elements being thrown at you in the middle of a quaint little dark ride (laughs) Send us an email at mouse madness podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Uh, Instagram and discord are really the best way to get a hold of us on social these days, but we have a few other channels as well. All those are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash mouse madness and join us at the $5 level by becoming a member of Jerry's gang, where you have access to things like two bonus mouse madness episodes a month, (laughs) October—it's gonna be Walt Disney World trip report season on. over on Patreon. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Come on, uh, head over there. Uh, it's always a great time, and you know, I'm, I don't—I'm I'm thinking vlog. I'm thinking we're gonna get a vlog up on Patreon as well. I maybe, we maybe to. one for each day. I don't no. know. It's good. <laughs> We're gonna be loaded with content this fall, so uh, definitely, definitely go ahead and check us out. Well, uh, folks. You should know your way out of here by now. But in case you don't, second star to the right and straight on to the next episode.